0: Glory to God. Woo. Ah, thankful for the Holy Ghost I feel in this house tonight. Oh, I love the Lord. Powerful. Mm, praise God. Why don't you just lift your hands for a moment just love Him? The Holy Ghost is in this house tonight praise God thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Lord praise God praise God oh I'm thankful thank you Jesus I tell you what a week like we're having in in our country boy it's good that you can still feel the presence of the Lord and be, be reassured that he's still on the throne know that God's going to take care of us amen God's going to take care of us he will remember to be praying pray for our country pray for peace and civility as much as can be expected I guess but I know God can God can do anything I believe that I do know this and he's faithful to his people and He's going to take care of his people Praise the Lord I want to read tonight because I've got Just a, a little bit of reading Not too much but I do uh, Want to go ahead and jump in this and read this And let you be seated tonight In Matthew if you have your Bibles Matthew 25 and 14 through 30 I had mentioned I think uh, Monday night We were talking about uh, And of course I posted it Maybe you've seen it but Remember to pray for the family of uh, Brother Irvin Baxter. That was a uh, uh, shock. You know, he went into the hospital last Tuesday, and then he passed this Tuesday just a week after going in the hospital. He was uh, passed away. and boy, What a tremendous voice he's been over the years, For uh, especially not just uh, for end-time stuff. He was a great preacher, but uh, just... But his insight into the end times was phenomenal, and uh, really enjoyed his teachings. And uh, I tell you with that End Time Ministries—they've—they've they've really established, and uh, I'm talking about churches from all denominations—you know—sought out his resource. Uh, he was a, a great voice for the kingdom, and he will be missed. But I know there's men that'll pick the mantle up and keep going, and and women alike. And so uh, his wife is recovering, and plus from the loss of her husband. So let's, let's pray for the Baxter family when we think about that. Matthew 25 and 14, familiar, very familiar parable. Uh, one of the many parables Jesus put forth about the kingdom of heaven. But I feel like this one applies to us so, uh, so much in the hour that we live in, uh, especially as being his children, being his servants For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several ability. I like that he gives people what they need according to their ability. Sometimes people want to do things that are out of their skill set, but you just need to take what God gave you because he knows your ability. And this man knew his servants, and he knew what they could handle. He, wasn't, he didn't have a respect of persons. He just knew, uh, I'm going to give each of you talents, and all of it, whether it's five, two, or one, has ability. So then he took his journey. Then he that received the five talents went and traded the same, made five other talents. Likewise, he that had received two, he also gained other two. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth, hid his Lord's money. And after a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh, reckoneth with them. And he that had received five talents came and brought other five, saying, Lord, thou delivered unto me five talents. Behold... I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done. Boy, that's what we want to hear. it. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou hast delivered unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents beside them his Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things, and I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. When he had received, then he which had received the one talent, he came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, gathering where you have not strolled. And I was afraid and went and hid thy talent in the earth, and lo, there hast that is thine. Lord I know what kind of person you are the talent you gave me my knowledge of you I was afraid so I just went and hid it and now you have it exactly as it was when you gave it the Lord answered and said unto him you wicked and slothful servant you knew that I reap where I sowed not gather where I have not strawed you ought to have therefore put my money to the exchangers and then at my coming I should have received mine own with usury Take up or take therefore the talent from him, give it unto him which has ten talents. For unto everyone that has shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that has not shall be taken away even that which he has. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness, and there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Acts 1 and 8 says, But ye shall receive power, after that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem, in Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the othermost parts of the earth. I want to preach for a while tonight on this thought the high cost of low living. Let's pray for the lesson tonight. Jesus, we love you and thank you for your word. Thankful for your instruction, Lord, for the blessings that you load us with daily. Let us receive from this word tonight. Let it find good ground in our heart, God, so we can grow, be better. Oh, we want to be more like you. We want to hear you say, well done. Good and faithful servant, Lord. Bless it all now in Jesus' name. Everyone said amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise tonight. (laughs) Hallelujah. Oh, I want to use what the Lord's given me. (laughs) Hallelujah. You can be seated tonight. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord. Praise God. Well, the high cost of low living. There used to be a saying we would hear a lot. I did. I remember hearing it mentioned often from preachers uh, when I first got into the church. Don't hear it as much anymore, but people would preach and say are we living beneath our privilege are we not taking full advantage of everything that the Lord has provided for his church are we wasting the resource that God has given us or maybe just not taking advantage of what God has provided the Lord's give us the Holy Ghost and power he said you shall receive power After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you'll be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the other most parts of the earth. He was going to take people that never left their hometown and send them around the world to to turn it upside down. The power of the Holy Ghost is enough to launch revival anywhere. And if the Holy Ghost can start revival in the uttermost parts of the earth with an ex-fisherman preaching it, what do you think it could do in my life or your life? What could it do in my school or on my job or in my town? What could the Holy Ghost do where I'm planted at? Say What, what, what could the Lord do if I would just use what he's given me? Because let me tell you, the, the, if there is a lack of revival, it's never on God's part. But it's on those that have the powers part. Well, we might as well examine ourselves. Come on, somebody. Yeah, we always say, let's examine ourselves and see if we're in the faith. Well, sometimes we need to examine ourselves and see are we burying our talent and what God has given us? Because I know I believe. I believe in Him. I believe in one God. I believe His name is Jesus. I believe in baptism in Jesus' name and being filled with the Holy Ghost. I believe. And he can do anything. I believe all these things, but what am I doing with what I believe? What am I doing with what God gave me? Am I just waiting for it to launch me off the planet one day? Or am I actually using the power, the dunamis is the word that's in the Greek. Am I using the power that God has put inside me since I received the Holy Ghost? The Holy Ghost is the Spirit of God. He said, you receive power after you get the Spirit. You're going to get some miracle working power, a miraculous power. After that, you are filled with the Holy Ghost. God knows what he's give us. Hello. Well, we had a prayer meeting in here Monday night and the Lord Uh, spoke uh, through tongues and interpretation and let us know that because we have yielded to him, he was going to yield to us. because we've sought him, he was going to show us some things. And let me tell you, but if we are sitting on the power that he gave us, we're not going to see anything. I've used the example before and won't go long into it, but you can have power run to your house. But if you never turn on the switch... You know, there's a breaker box in your house and there's a bunch of breakers in it. But then there's one big switch, the main. And it controls power to everything else. Flip the main off and you can walk around the house flipping switches all day long. Nothing's going to happen. You've got to have the main on. We, we've got uh, the power inside of us, but uh, I think sometimes we've cut the main off. You know, there's a lot of people that go around cutting things off because they, they don't want uh, to pay Well, if you leave all the lights on, the bill's going to be higher. It's going to cost me something. Well, it's going to cost us something when we live for God. Jesus said, count the cost and see if you're able to finish what you start. But let me tell you, with the Holy Ghost, we can do anything. Oh, come on, somebody there. Go on, get with me. Uh, The Holy Ghost is for for more than just good church services. It's for more than just us having good prayer meetings. But the Holy Ghost is so that we can accomplish what the kingdom uh, needs. It's so that we can go out and be laborers in the harvest. So we can be a light shining and a salt in this earth. That's why the Spirit, God gave us the Spirit so we could turn the world upside down. We always talk about that we model ourselves after the first century church. And, and so this is what he said. When you receive the Holy Ghost, you'll also get power to be witnesses. And it wasn't just going to be by word of mouth, but these guys went preaching and with signs following, right. raising the dead. Yeah, Paul raising the dead and, and, and healing the lame man, open blinded eyes, you know, uh, miraculous jail breaks, all kinds of things happening because these men were endued with power from on high. It was not a course they graduated from. It came from glory. It came from heaven. It it took Jesus' sacrifice in his life to give it, and it's the greatest gift this side of heaven, the Holy Ghost of God. But I don't want to ignore what he's given. Now, some people don't have it, and some people don't want it. Some people say, I don't have to have it, but why would you not have what Jesus wanted you to have? John said uh, what he, he talked about Jesus, he said, there's one coming after me and he's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Why would people stop him from doing that? Yeah. Well, I'm just, I'm just going to be that believing side. I don't want none of that Holy Ghost stuff. I don't want nothing that's going to make me talk funny or, or shake or roll or, or do something crazy like witness. So I ain't talking about the ones that ain't got it. I'm talking about the ones that's got it. When we've got it, we better not bury it. When we've got it, we better not hide it. There is no reason why we can't have revival that we've been talking about. We said it the other night at the end. We're going to see all these things. It's going to happen. We're going to keep seeking God. We're going to keep doing what God wants us to do. I'm not going to bury what God has given me. I'm not going to hide. I know the Lord. I know what he's given. This man testified against himself. I know you, Lord. I know what kind of man you are. Then you should have known what to do. Let me tell you, I will never have an excuse good enough on the day that I stand before him and say, well, I was just afraid. And he'll say, why? And I'll say, well, I just couldn't do it. And he'll say, Why? Well, I didn't know how. Then you didn't access what I gave you because the Holy Ghost gives you the ability to be the living church of the living God. There is no reason for the church to just shut themselves up in four walls, sing a few hymnals and go home every week, but they ought to be turning the world upside down. God didn't give us the Holy Ghost so we could share it with each other, but he gave it so we could turn the world upside down. He said, be a witness unto me in the uttermost parts of the earth. He said, there's places that you thought you'd never go. You may never travel out of this country, but there's people in in this city, in corners of this city, that you said, I would never go to, but maybe if you would. Maybe there's streets you're afraid to walk down, but maybe if you would. Yeah, maybe there's people you're afraid to talk to, but maybe if you would, if we could reach the uttermost parts of the earth, we can reach the strangers in our own hometown. The Holy Ghost gave us the ability to do it. Well, I'm getting a little wound up. I know tonight that God gave us something. From heaven. He gave us something from glory. This is not something just to tickle our fancy. It's not something just to make us grin a little bit, but this is something, this is power. Jesus gave his life. He suffered for it. He died for it. Then he rose from the dead and he went away and he sent it back. Friend, it came. From glory. Every good and perfect gift is from above. It came from above. It's a good gift. It's a perfect gift. And it's alive inside of you and me. It's got ability to multiply, it's got ability to grow. It's miraculous power. Oh, I can do all things through Christ. It strengthens me. That statement is only effective if you do. I can do all things. Then why aren't you doing it? Well, I'm waiting until something hard comes up. Then I'll punch through it and I'll say, I can do all. We don't save that scripture for trials and tests. Well, I'm going to have to fire you. You're going to lose your job. I'll find another job because I can do all things through Christ. See, that's, But why don't we go on the offense with that and say, I can reach anybody. I can do all... Th- you can't reach them. Oh, I can do all things through Christ. I can start a church. I can start a Bible study. I can start... Oh, you can't... Yeah, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me because I won't be by myself when I start witnessing. I won't be by myself when I start preaching. I ain't going to be by myself when I start that Bible study or work. It'll be me and him. Hey, if we don't do, that statement is nothing more than a banner of unrealized dreams, hopes, and desires. Oh, there's a lot of sad people that quote that scripture all the time because they like to sound like good fired up Christian people I do all things through Christ but I'm so terrible at everything you never do anything you better get the Holy Ghost and fire inside of you we have got to realize that the word of God is part of our life it will accomplish in our life if we will use it and this getting people into the kingdom well, here we go. This is what the Lord's talking about. The kingdom of God is like this. It's like a man that went away. He's talking about the Lord. He said that he went away. And then he gave talents to his servants. And he knew that, hey, I don't even have to check in on them. I'm just going to go. But I know that what I gave them, when I get back, see, it was his money to begin with. So it was his. And then he handed it to them. And so they had what he had. But now he expected something else. Jesus said, the things I've done, you're going to do and greater things, shall you do? God is expecting greater things out of the church. And it's not because uh, we're going to have to figure out. It's because he empowered us to do greater things. Jesus said, you're going to be able to do that because I go away, because I'm leaving. And if I leave, something's coming back. And when it gets inside of you, it will be power. My spirit will bring power. It will bring more than goosebumps. It will bring more than a a nice, warm, fuzzy feeling, but it will give you power to do things, to accomplish things, to see things happen in your life. This talent that he gave, it's kingdom related. We pray it. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth. You know how his will is getting done in earth? We're supposed to be doing it. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth. Thy will be done. How, how's his will getting accomplished here? I know he's over everything, he's Lord over everything, he's overseeing everything, but he empowered us to get it done. Yeah. Right. You're supposed to be witnesses. He told them before he left, he gave them, hey, go to Jerusalem, preach repentance and remission of sins in my name, go preaching. Go converting. Go make disciples. Go, 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 go. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. He was always sending them out to do things, knowing that when he sent the seventy out, he wasn't worried about the report that was coming back. He knew if somebody come back and said nothing happened, then you didn't do anything, because when I sent you out, I give you authority. And I gave you power to raise the dead, to heal the sick. I gave you power uh, to cast out devils. I gave you that power to do those things. And so if you come back telling me nothing happened, then you went somewhere and took a nap. You laid down on the job because I gave you the power to get it done, to let it happen, to see it come to pass, to get some kingdom or some heaven on earth or in our earth I'm going to have to put the resources to work that God has given to me. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, you shall receive power. We love that verse of Scripture. We love that. You shall receive power. Man, I got to study on this. I'm I'm fixing to read some Scriptures, sis, and if you can jump with me and and put them up, maybe we'll, we'll get them up there because the Lord was just throwing stuff on me and I didn't have time to go back up there and write them in. But in Acts 1 and 8, you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You'll be witnesses to me, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, other most parts of the earth. Power is what I want to look at. The word power there is dunamis. It means uh, miraculous power or ability or even a miracle. We have miraculous power inside of us. It comes from a word, dunamai which means to be able to or to be possible. I, I will have no excuse when I stand before him if I have been filled with the Holy Ghost. I can never say, well, I was not able to do it. Oh, you were, you just didn't do it because what I gave you, when you received the Holy Ghost, you received the power to make it possible. You received the power for, to be able to do it. You received that power. Now, we love Ephesians 3 and 20. Now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Power is the same word. It's dunamis. It's the same word that's connected to the Holy Ghost. Well, where's the Holy Ghost at? It's inside of us. We're filled with his spirit. It, it dwells inside of us. We have that in us. And so uh, he's, he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask think, according to the dunamis, the power, the ability that worketh in us. A lot of times people say, that's the faith we have. Well, faith has always got to be there. That. That, that ain't got nothing to do. You ain't got the Holy Ghost without faith. But... What I'm telling you is that the God-given power is that dunamis, it's that miraculous power to accomplish, to be able to do it or for it to be possible. It is possible. All right, so remember that, dunamis, that's twice. It's in Acts 1 and 8, Ephesians 3 and 20. It's the same word. Things getting accomplished. In Acts 1 and 8, witnesses to the othermost part of the earth. A lot of things, that's more than just broadcasting your voice. That's, back then, that was surviving. That was dodging the sword. <laughs> that was staying out of the uh, den of lions. That was uh, people not stretching you in half or crucifying you. That was a, a lot of things had to happen uh, for you to be a witness in that day. That word witness actually means martyr. Uh, so we, so you know, people were giving their life. He said, you'll have the power to do it, though. Why then people could stand to be martyrs for him because the power was in them to do it. Yeah. All right, now just think about this. So it comes from the word to be able or to be possible. Mark ten twenty seven. Uh, the Lord said, "Listen, all things with men things are impossible, but with God all things are possible." I might have. Let me see if I've, I've got that here. Mark ten and twenty seven. Yeah, Jesus looks on them, says, with men it's impossible, but not with God. For with God, all things are possible. And we're like, that's right. Pastor, with God, all things are possible. Yes. Okay, well, then in uh, Mark 9 and 23, Jesus tells a man that wanted his son saved from being possessed with the Spirit, he said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Yes. So all things are possible to the believer. Yeah. Well, Mark 16 says, These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they'll cast out devils, they'll speak with new tongues. Hello, full of the Holy Ghost and power, or the dunamis, or, because he's a believer. And so when Jesus is uh, t- saying, if, all, if you can believe, all things are possible to him to believe, that, that still applies to you and me today. Right. Yeah, I know with God, all things are possible, but it's also possible. With us, because of him, because of the power that he gave us, he gave us the power to make it happen. Now let's look in. Let's look at something else. I, I know I, I'm kind of. I'm, I'm going to come back around to the to, to the main thing. But this is, you've got to understand uh, that guy with the one talent paid a high price for low living, for living beneath the privilege that he had been given for living beneath the power that he had been given. And so in Luke chapter 10, verse 19, we love the scripture. It says, behold, this is so good. Oh, You need to be listening to this. You need to listen. 10 to 19, says, Jesus said, behold, I give you power to tread on serpents of scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Right. All right? Power is mentioned twice. It's two different words. It's not the same. The first time it says power uh, is talking about uh, uh, giving power, it means authority, jurisdiction, or mastery. So he's saying, I give you jurisdiction, I give you uh, authority and mastery so you can tread on serpents and scorpions. But then he says, And I have given you power over all the power or the dunamis, which is the same word that he refers to when we receive the Holy Ghost. See, the enemy also has miraculous power or ability. Yeah, because yeah, he can call fire down from the sky. Yeah. yeah. He can do things too. He can transform himself to be an angel of light. Mm-hmm. The Lord said, Don't be deceived in the last day. They'll be calling fire down from heaven, do all kinds of miracles just to deceive you. Yeah. So uh, he's got miracle working power. He's got. Uh, the ability to be able to or things to be possible, he told Jesus in the wilderness, he said, I can give you these things because it's given unto me to do that. So he has in this world, in this realm, he is the prince of the power of the air, and he has uh, evil, miraculous power. So now you see what Jesus said. I have given you power to tread on surface, go and over all the dunamis. He said, I've given you power over all the ability, all the miracle-working ability that the enemy has. When he comes against you with things in your life, it is possible to overcome it because our dunamis is greater than his dunamis. Hello. God-given power is greater than the enemy's power or greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Oh, now come on, somebody. Oh, I can't do it. It ain't possible the devil's withstanding me. Then you don't believe what Jesus said because he said your dunamis is greater than his dunamis. The power of God is greater than the power of the enemy. Look how John, pull up First John 4 and 4 if you can for me, sweetie. I know I'm, I'm throwing scriptures out at her. She's having to jump, jump. but uh, we'll just read that. Ye are of God. You know why? Because the Spirit beareth witness that we are the children of God. It's the Spirit of adoption. It's what we're baptized into one body by one Spirit. It is the Spirit. Without the Spirit of Christ, we're none of His. God in Christ. So uh, everything's connected to the Holy Ghost we have received. You are of God, little children. We're God's children and have overcome because greater is he that's in you than he is in the world. He's telling you right there that the dunamis, that the power you have is greater than the power, the miracle working power that you have is greater than the miracle working power of the enemy. There will be no excuse for you and I, ye, we are of God. And God has never lost to the devil. Hello. Hello. He didn't beat him on Calvary. He didn't beat him when he's in that grave. He ain't beat him no time. He ain't never won against our God. And you and I, we the church, are the church of the living God. We are of God. And greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. I got no reason not to accomplish. Any and everything that God wants me to do, it is possible according to the power or the dunamis, the ability that works in me. This man that had one talent, he had no excuse. He had no answer. When the Lord questioned him, like, "Why did you not do this? Why why did you just take it and put it in the bank and get some interest with it? Do something because it has the ability to produce." Fear will not be a good enough excuse. Mm -mm. It won't be. I can't tell God, "Well, I was afraid to pray. I was afraid to reach out. I was afraid to talk to anybody." It will, man. Listen. We have not been given the spirit of fear, but of power. God has given us ability inside of ourselves. There will be a high cost for low living. I mean, just talking about people uh, the way they are in the world and and living in sin and things like that. Yeah, that's going to pay a deathly price, but I'm talking about for the church. For those that have been born again, those that have been delivered talents in their life, friend, you do not want to stand before God saying, here, it's just like it was when you gave it to me. Wrong answer. Praise God. Oh, my goodness. Listen, we read Hebrews, we're passed about with a great cloud of witnesses that showed us they could stop the mouth of lions, quench the fire, receive their dead back to life. Man, let me tell you. And even when they were tortured, they could take it and not even uh recant or give up. They would just they knew they were going to get a better resurrection, a better reward. They knew just and they had the power to do it. In their death, when they were martyred, it was a light to everybody standing around going, My When Jesus died on the cross, that centurion looked up and said, Surely this is the Son of God. Yeah. It, yeah, that's where that, that old song, at the cross, at the cross where I first saw the light. When they saw him and heard him say, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And they saw that mercy and grace from the cross, man. They, they really, that's where they, wow, he is the son of God. And they, they saw it in his death. Woo. Uh, let me tell you something. God has given us something. Burying a talent provides no benefit, but it angers you know, God's the God of love. Ain't no doubt about it. Mercy, long-suffering. But God gets angry. He gets upset. That, that master of that house was upset with what they with this guy. And because he knows what the talent can produce. These things you're going to do in greater things. He knows it. The people that know their God. What did this man say? He said, I knew you. Well, the Bible says that they that know their God shall do exploits. They're going to be doing stuff. The, the people that know their God, they're going to be doing exploits. I, know what, you know, I can't even define exploits, but that's, that's more than just things. That's like things squared or something. That's like, I mean, when you're doing exploits, that's like pirate stuff or something. That's like an adventurer. You're doing exploits, man. You're, that's something that everybody don't get to do. Everybody, everybody don't do exploits. People, people, you know, you just do everyday things, but when people start doing exploits, you get your name in the book or something. It's like <laughs> exploits. <laughs> well, I guess. I tell you that buried treasure is only profitable if it's dug up. And there's, there's people, there's treasure hunters in the world. They, man, they even got like TV shows about people. I don't even know what it's called. It's some, some kind of island. I heard somebody reference it in one of their messages not too long ago. But like they, they spend all this time and money and they they digging in the ground trying to find that buried treasure. These pirates or somebody 100 years, two, 300 years ago buried some treasure somewhere. And you say There's a record of it here, record of it there. It's got to be buried here. Well, guess what? It it ain't worth the paper that it's wrote down on unless you find it and dig it up. And if you find it and don't dig it up, it ain't worth nothing. It ain't worth nothing while it's buried in the ground. You can't spend it. You can talk about it, but it ain't doing nothing while it's buried in the ground. I don't want this treasure that's been given in earthen vessels to be buried. He said... That man, the way he said it, he said, I hid it in the earth. I don't want to hide what God's given me. I'm made from the earth. This is an earthen vessel. I don't want to hide what God's given me. I want to use what God's given me. I don't want to pay the high cost for low living. I don't want to be living beneath my privilege when God's given me power to overcome. We are of God. In Matthew 13, I don't even know if I gave you this, maybe I did Matthew 13 and 44, another kingdom of heaven. I love that little old voice. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a treasure hid in a field. The which, when a man has found it, he hides and for joy thereof, he goes and sells all he has and he buys that field. you got to be full force invested. I have to sell out to it. This man found a treasure that was in a field that would provide his every need, and he sold everything that he had so he could buy the field so he could get the treasure out of it. He wouldn't leave him the treasure in the field. Oh, I bought a field, and now there's treasure. I spent everything I got, so now I'm going to be a poor, broke man with a field that's got treasure in it. And if I die a pauper, it's my fault. If I die a beggar, if I starve to death, if my family's never provided for, it's my fault because I had what I needed right here. I just never dug it up. Oh, I want to dig it up. (laughs) Let me tell you. I don't want to try to, I don't want to be fumbling for an excuse. I don't want to be trying to think of a reason why I didn't do something with what God gave me. Come on, somebody. I want to make sure I'm using the gift that God has given me. I've got to make my mind up this will be my all in all. It'll provide all my needs, it'll be there. It will never run out. No telling what that man could have had if he would have just used it. Well, my—he just had the one, might. And you know, when you got something so small, why, why use it? Because it's not about the number; it's about what you do with the number. Will you give your all? In Mark chapter twelve, in verse forty-one, Jesus sits over against the treasury, and he beheld how people cast money in the treasury, and many that were rich just cast it in much throwing them dollars out. Comes a certain widow, and she threw in two mites that make a farthing, and he called his disciples, and he said, Verily I say unto you that this poor widow has cast more in than all they which have cast into the treasury. For all they did cast in of their abundance, but she of her want, because she wanted something, because she had a desire, she cast in all that she had even all of her living, now let me tell you, her ability to buy was limited, but her ability to give was boundless. Come on, there was no her her ability to buy. She, hey, how much is that? Well, it's five. Oh, I only got two. Hey, how much is that? It's three. Well, I only got two. Her ability to buy was limited, but her ability to give was limitless because she had the option. It was up to her. Will I give all that I've got? Come on, somebody. You get women me now. You, you, you know what I'm talking about because let me tell you, there's a promise in the word when God has given us something. If we'll just give all that we got. Maybe we feel like I don't have that much, but if you'll just give it all. Luke 6 and 38 says, Hey, give and it shall be given unto you in good measure. Pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give into your bosom. Because with the same measure you meet, let me tell you, our ability to give is not, it's, it's limitless. We can, if we want to, we can just give our all. I might not be the smartest. I might not be the the most talented. I may not be the most anointed, but I will give all that I've got. I will sacrifice everything I have. Lord, I will wear myself out for you because let me tell you, if I give it all, I give the most. That's all I can give. She had two, so here you go. And they don't recognize it because they're counting one, two. That's nothing. I gave 30. Yeah, and you still got some to spare. She's broke now. Right. But there's a word. There's a word. Isaiah 55 and 11 says this. Put that up there for me, sweetie. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it will accomplish that which I please, and it will prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. When Jesus said, Give, and it shall be given unto you in good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, hey, that applies to the widow. I don't know what was waiting on her when she got home. I don't know what kind of blessing came in the mail the next day, but I can promise you sure as I'm standing in shoe leather tonight that God took care of that widow woman because there's a word in the Scripture that he said it won't return void. And she cast in to to get some. She said, I'm going to give it all. You know, that, that guy with the one, people feel bad for him sometimes. You know what? If you'd have just used what you had, the talent, the power, it can make great things in our life if we'll let it. Don't mismanage the power that God has given you. Don't mismanage what God has let you be a keeper of, a steward of. Samson was designed to be great from the womb. He was going to be tremendous, a judge of Israel. But he misused, mismanaged his power. He didn't manage very well what God gave him. He got mixed up with things that he wasn't supposed to get mixed up with. He desired things that were not good. Hello, Delilah. Hey, Don't waste your strength on things that destroy your anointing or cause waste in your life. God uh, had a design, for; he custom designed Samson in the womb. And this is where it was supposed to go just like this, but Samson would not stay away from the things he was supposed to stay away from. And I'm going to tell you, just because we've got the power does not mean we can just mix and match with anything we want to. The truth. <laughs> just because uh, Sam, we're, we're so sure of ourselves that we think we can do that. Samson jumped up before they put his eyes out and he said I'm going to go out just like I used to. Like I've done all these other times. And he said he didn't even know the Lord wasn't with him. He'd got so used to trusting in himself that he didn't even recognize that the Spirit of God wasn't with him. I don't know what it must have felt like when the Spirit came on him and he killed a thousand men with a jawbone. I don't know what it must have felt like when the Spirit came on him and he carried that gate up to the top of that mountain. You know, I don't know what it must have felt like when every time he said the Spirit of the Lord would come on him. I'm sure he felt it. But he'd gotten so numb that he didn't even recognize that God was not even with him. And They took him they put his eyes out and instead of leading and judging and protecting God's people, he became entertainment for the enemy. Call Samson that he might make sport. Now, he did have a great victory at the end he He began to uh reach back and call on god and and uh but look at the high cost he paid for low living and so you know a lot of people yeah, he yeah he he got back, but a lot of people are not ready to pay that kind of price to get back. I don't want to concede my power to the enemy listen. What you and I need is it's in our house. It, there's a story, Elisha, uh, he, he come, this widow woman's crying to him, said, my, my husband, your servant, you know he was a man of God, he, he loved the Lord and he served God faithfully, but now the creditors have come to take my children and, and sell them off in prison and, and she's crying out for some help. He said, well, what do you have? And she said, well, I don't have nothing but a little bit of oil. Okay, then go borrow some vessels, not a few. Go get the vessels. Oh, she had what she needed for the miracle. Yeah. She just needed the word of God to come in there and give her some faith. And, and then she started to use it. He said, pour in as many vessels as you can. Don't worry, it won't run out. Get, you know, I've said this before, we think, well, she probably got a bunch of little pots about like this. I said, I bet somebody rolled a rain barrel up in that joint. And she's probably holding a vessel about like this. But it ain't about the size of the barrel or the side of the vessel, but it's about the miraculous power of the oil. And it won't run out. And what God gave us by his word, we are born again by the word of God, born of water, born of spirit by the word of God. And what he gave us, it won't run out. We need to quit just worrying about pouring into Dixie cups and start pouring into some big things. Well, we get, yeah, I'm sure, well, they brought that big 50 gallon drum in. She's like, oh, now what am I supposed to do with that? Pour. Bring me something a little smaller. Bring me something a little more manageable, something easier. Uh, Pour. Just start pouring. Because God, what he said, what he spoke, he told her, he said, you can keep on pouring. He said, it's going to pour, it's going to pour, pour. It poured until there was not a vessel left to pour into. And I don't even believe the bottle she had was empty. I believe it still had what it had because it don't run out. We're going to be pouring out. We're going to be doing things. We're going to be pouring into big things. And guess what? It's not going to run out. That anointing, the Spirit of God has got it under control. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, yes. saith the Lord. Yes. That poor old guy with one talent. He's watching these guys here well done, enter into the joy of thy Lord. But to him it was cast them into the outer darkness where they'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. I don't want to be laying up darkness for my future. Because low living, because of low living, living beneath my privilege, living beneath what God has given, living beneath what God has provided. Listen, what he has provided, it has serious consequences in the end. It's either going to take us to heaven and get us in to hear well done or it's, we're going to get there and it's going to, we're going to hear, depart from me, I never knew you. But I want to enter into the joy of the Lord. Honey, come onto the platform. Stand with me. I want to get through that door. I want to use what God has given and, and get that reward. I think about the Apostle Paul. He said something in his first letter to the church in Corinth. He said, and I, brethren, when I came to you, I came not with excellency of speech or wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. I, for I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling. My speech, my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power he said this old shell ain't much I'm not very eloquent I don't have great speech but i tell you what I got I got what God gave me and so when I came preaching I came in demonstration of the spirit and of power Paul said I'm not going to pay the high cost of no living I'm going to let the spirit work so when Paul's life is over with in 2 Timothy 4 7 and 8 he said I fought a good fight I finished my course I have kept the faith he didn't say "Outer of darkness was laid up for him but he said now there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness which the Lord the righteous judge shall give me at that day but me and the Lord reckon he's going to say well done enter in And it won't be for me only, but all them also that love his appearing. A couple of them servants, they really loved it when the Lord showed up, but one of them was afraid. He said it himself, I was afraid of you. I'm sure he stood there with his knees knocking. He just thought, man, if I can just give him back what he gave me, everything will be square. But he didn't give it to him so he could get back what he gave him. He gave it to them so it could multiply. So it could be a blessing. So it could be souls for the kingdom. God wants us to win souls for the kingdom to overcome, to do mighty works in his name. I want to do it. Our dunamis is greater than the enemy's dunamis. There's no excuse for us not to be living the high life with him. The Bible says he's made us to sit together in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. It's time for us to enter into those heavenly places. Amen. Why don't we come find a place in the altar tonight? Come examine ourselves, And if you've buried that talent, dig it up tonight. And say, Lord, I'm not putting it back under. I'm not hiding it again. But when I leave this building, it's going to be a light shining in my life. that Paul gave to Timothy when he said stir up the gift that is in you there's something in you that's, that's gotten settled there's a lot of things you, you gotta stir it up so that you can get all get the fullness of it so it don't just settle in the bottle it's not right when it's all anywhere it's supposed to be it's supposed to be a mixture it's supposed to be there it's supposed to be in every part of it and, Paul told Timothy, he said, listen, stir up the gift that's in you It was given to you by laying on of hands by prophecy. Well, what was given to us was by prophecy. This is that that was spoken of by the prophet Joel. God poured his spirit out on all flesh. We received that spirit. So I'm telling you tonight, stir up the gift that's in you and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Stir up the gift that is within you stir it up, let it be let it mix in every part of your life let it mix in every part I know you got to use wisdom when you're on your job and when you're in school, you got to use wisdom when you're in places but let that Holy Ghost be in every part of your life you're going to be blessed by it in Jesus name, thank you for being in service tonight folks pray for my wife, and my daughter, they're traveling tomorrow, be flying out to Texas Both of them speaking and singing at a conference in Texas this week. They're going to do a great job. They're going to stir up the gift that's in them. God's going to use them. And going to be great services for them. I'm excited for them. We're going to be praying for their safe travels and get back home. And so, Lord willing, we'll see you back in here on Sunday. God bless you. You can be dismissed tonight. If you're still praying, pray. If not, you're dismissed in Jesus' name. God bless you.